0: Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Merrick, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, you've tuned in to I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg.
1: Thanks for joining us today. You know, I'm excited because uh, it's not often that we get to have a husband and a wife join us. At when we as we are husband and wife, and so it's we are. Did you know that, Jim? I I hope our audience knew. Yes, we. Okay, fine. He's (laughs) teasing me today, everybody. But I'm just excited for what's ahead in our conversation. But if you are interested in finding out past episodes that we've had, make sure to go to iworkforhim.com or Even on just your favorite podcast platform, you can go and scroll through past shows and catch up a little bit. Everything is also on the Awaken Podcast Network, a place where you can find not only I Work For Him shows, but She Works For Him, I Retire For Him, and more than a hundred other podcasts speaking into some form of a conversation around faith and work.
0: Don and I Work For Him, we're constantly seeking out stories of Christ followers living out their faith in their work. Many times we get a chance to interview the business owner, but their spouse isn't available. Today, we get a double blessing. Jerry and Carol Meek own a construction company in Arizona. They build fabulous dwellings and do fantastic remodel jobs. Now there may be some of you thinking, can a general contractor really live out their faith in the rough and tumble and cutthroat world of construction? Absolutely, categorically, yes. Jerry and Carol Meek have lived it, made mistakes, experienced failure, and seen great success all along learning to follow Jesus and be a glorious reflection of God in their lives. Today, we're going to talk about their love story, their work story, and how the two stories gelled together to be a lesson in love, obedience, and sacrifice. Jerry and Carol Meek, welcome to I Work For Him.
2: Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here today.
0: Well, we're glad that you're here and we hope that you are happy to be here after we're done with the podcast. Jerry, you started your company at age 18 with your dad. Why the construction business?
2: Great question and thank you for asking. I actually started going to work with my dad at 5 years old and I just loved spending time with my dad. At 14, I bought a truck and started a landscape business. Paid somebody to drive it for me and the more time I spent with my dad in the industry, I just, I really loved accomplishing things and building things that would outlast me. And frankly, my dad said, don't go into construction. And that was kind of my form of being a rebellious son. It's like, I really liked it. And so that's why I pursued it. So were you a Jesus follower at the time when you started the construction business? Yes, but I was very early in my walk.
1: So what... What does that look like then if you were very early in your walk I, at what point did you have a deeper commitment with Jesus
2: I'm I'm not a person who had say a watershed event in their life mine has been more building blocks and stepping stones that I would learn something and my superpower was not what I learned but I like to apply what I've learned mm-hmm. in our industry We get resumes, I've got 10 years of experience, 20, 30 years of experience, and so on. But really, they have one year of experience, they've repeated 20 or 30 years, there's no growth. And so that was what I tried to do in in my life, and still do.
1: So Carol, I would love to hear from you how the two of you met.
3: We met actually in high school. It was our junior year and Jerry had moved from like 10, we've been at 10 different schools and this was his first year at this high school. And we met in choir. Our choir had been selected for the youth and music festival in Vienna, Austria the next summer. Mm. So we spent all year doing work projects, raising the money to be able to go. And we just worked well together. We were great friends, um, didn't date or anything. And then my freshman year in college, we had one, our first date. We went to an Andre Crouch concert. Wow. And then we just stayed in touch off and on through college. He was he was working at the time, and I was going to school. And then my senior year, I I had contacted him to take him out for his birthday. It was actually our third date, and he proposed. And I said yes, because it was just one of those it was one of those friendships where I, if I never saw him again, it's the kind of thing I would want to know when I got to heaven. What did you do with your life? Because I felt like he was somebody really special and God's hand was on him. And I just wanted to see what he was going to accomplish through a lifetime. Wow. But um, we got married nine months later. I thought about quitting school, but this was like, no, we need to finish this. Yeah. But it was just, it's we've worked together, we've done life together, but I just, I feel like I married my best friend and so much more.
0: Mm-hmm. We sung together in high school choir as well. And
3: I moved to oh
1: the high school when I was a junior. So, and we oh, had in choir. Oh. So, you know, this, so cool. this is such a great yes, story. I didn't have
0: the hair that Jerry had back in high school. I've seen Jerry's <laughs> high school pictures. <laughs> I am sure that's what you like. It was. I was hard picturing. When I saw Jerry with the afro, I'm like, I just had a hard time picturing Jerry with the afro today, but, you know, it's one of those
2: things. Uh, You are so funny. (laughs) So I'm I'm being interviewed by a college president, and one of the students asked the question, if you could do anything different, if you could go back, what would you do? I said, it's easy. I would have grown (laughs) about 10 toupees of my natural hair (laughs) and preserved it, so I had it.
1: (laughs) Back when that was an option so, Carol, tell me your Jesus story.
3: I was, I was fortunate. I was, grew up in a Christian home, um, was raised in the Lutheran faith, but I felt like it was a good foundational um, basis to come from. Um, strong work ethic, but I would say it was probably in high school, I just really had a hunger for the Lord. And at that point, it was just kind of what I did on my own, just that, you know, I would spend hours in the Word, and just it just was a it was a fresh new hunger after the things of the Holy Spirit, and I feel like that's where I really grew, and that was really foundational to who I was and and what I was going to need to be prepared for in life ahead. I think sometimes that's the same thing, like in construction, where you've got to you've got to plan how you're going to build the foundation because you don't know what's coming ahead, what's going to shake that foundation. And I really feel like the Lord allowed me those teenage years and early twenties to just really build that because once we got going and we were moving, it's like it, it had to come from within us. And I just I'm thankful for that time to grow.
0: So talk to us about your faith playing out in your marriage, Jerry. You said that your faith was in its infancy stage when you know when you were in high school and in your early twenties. When you and Carol got married, how did your faith play out in your married life? How did your faith Become a bedrock for your marriage?
2: Well, I think it was a continuous improvement attitude that I've had. But honestly, I was baptized Catholic. And, you know, it was like following rules created by somebody else. And I moved around 10 schools, as Carol mentioned, but I was beat up and bullied. And I had a lot of fears and insecurities. And at 14 years old, I was at a little Assembly of God church in Mesa, Arizona. My family actually started going to church together. And I, the youth pastor was amazing. I wasn't really, I didn't have a personal relationship at that time, but he, I was able to accept Christ and it changed my world. My insecurities started to go away. The more I filled up with the word and doing the right things, but my faith in our marriage, basically, it's what's kept us together. We never blamed each other. It was, if an issue happened, we, if the faucet's broken and I broke it, we focus on fixing the faucet. She doesn't blame me that I broke the faucet. Okay. Do you, do you break faucets often, There's a, a often, lot of Jerry? bigger examples.
0: <laughs> do you break faucets often? Is that a thing that you have an issue with? <laughs> no, I, I, I like instant hot water. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we come back, lots more from Jerry and Carol Meek. Their story, their business story, and how their faith plays out in the day-to-day. You're listening to I Work For Him. We'll be right back.
1: You know the kind of person that always tells you about the latest trends or the special deals around town? Well, lean in because here's a message from that kind of person. The Awaken Podcast Network is the place to be. Go to awakenpodcastnetwork.com and unlock God's purpose for your work with help from some friends. You will find a gathering place of podcasts that provide simple tools, faith stories, and conversations that will inspire and equip you to vibrantly live out your faith in your work today. Go ahead. Check out awakenpodcastnetwork.com and then be that kind of person and tell a friend.
0: Hey, welcome back to I Work as we talk with Jerry and Carol Meek. You can check them out online. Maybe you want to, maybe you don't want to. I think you should. JerryRMeek.com. That's M-E-E-K.com. JerryRMeek.com. Both of their stories are out there. It's actually fun to actually read them. That's how I knew Jerry had curly hair in high school. Jerry, just, so, just for the record and for the I Work for audience, when we were in our early 20s, I think I was 22, I'd always wanted to have an afro, but I grew up with really straight hair. Yes, I had hair then. And so in 1988, Martha came home one day, and I greeted her, and I had gotten an afro. And she screamed.
1: I did. She screamed. Fun yup. little fact about Jim and Martha. Uh,
0: Thanksgiving pictures mm-hmm. from 1988 demonstrate that I did, in fact, have curly hair for six months. All right. Back to Jerry and Carol Meek and their story. Running a business as a couple is challenging. There's lots of stressors. Whether you work in the business or not, There's stressors. Carol, are you involved in the day-to-day of the business?
3: Yes, I am. Um, I have been um, since we were married. It's like I originally had a full-time job, and then I would work nights and weekends doing book work, um, counting, things like that for him, whatever he needed. And then at one point when the business got really busy, about five years into that, I did quit that other job and then I was working full time with him. But um, corporate officer, do pretty much handle the accounting side, uh, contracts, client interface, um, HR, those kind of things. Everything and but putting the nails the in the boards. In the field.
0: Yeah, everything but putting the boards and the nails. All right. So, but the construction business has a lot of ups and downs. You know, we have one major up. you You had probably 20 plus years of ups. And then you had 2008, which was probably a little rough. How do you deal with those financial stressors in your marriage? And personally, as you guys are trying to run a business, but you're seeing the tidal wave coming at you. I'm sure 2008 was probably a big challenge for you.
3: I think the biggest thing at that point in time, Jerry found just every day, he just had to give people hope. It was kind of like I mean, in the Phoenix area, we had thousands of people laid off. We had businesses closing. We had architectural offices closing. And it's like when they aren't drawing work, then we're not building work. But I think the biggest thing wherever he went, it was just you had to figure out how to how to have for people to have hope. Um, We had met with our people and told them that we would not be laying people off. Um, that we would go without a salary if that's what it took in order for everybody to get through successfully. There was a point in time too where we had um, the opportunity to work with Phoenix Dream Center. And we we brought together a lot of our trades too at the time just to see what could be done for others. And everybody had time on their hands, but we had the opportunity to work there. And Jerry can t- tell you more about what we did with that. But yeah, there's up and downs, but I think that's the biggest thing. You've just got to remain firm, keep that foundation solid to know God's going to get you through and that there are going to be opportunities. But I think what we always face too is people are always watching you and how you respond to things. And it's like, if we were afraid, that's how they were going to see it. And that's how they would respond. But we just had to have a hope and a confidence that everything's going to be okay. God's got this and nothing's taken him by surprise. And I think we, we were so blessed that sometimes we just think we're going to live and expect to live in this place of blessing all the right. time. But that's not realistic either.
2: The other thing I'd like to piggyback on that, I made a really bold statement when I brought our team together. And I said, if we were going to start a business today, what would it be? And I said, it wouldn't be construction. And everybody started to panic. But I said, hey, we've got a great team. We've got the best clients, best trades. What can we do? And i I pretty much shocked everybody, said, we're not participating in this economy. I said, this down economy. And I said, I believe in God, and I believe God's going to get us through this. And that takes a lot of courage from a leader when your people aren't all believers, and probably a third were at the time. We have a lot more now, thankfully, but that we're not going to take a check, that went a whole lot longer than I had ever planned on <laughs> years. Yeah. It was tough. Oh, but yeah. we didn't lay anybody off. Yeah, we I believe God honored that and when it turned around, we were busier sooner than everybody else in our industry. Mm. We didn't have to retool and get new people. Right. So God right. is a big part of our, is Pe- all of our success in business. People
0: are such a key in the business. And when they know they're valued, all of a sudden they go, hey, I work in a construction business and my boss values me. What's up with that? That mm-hmm. gives you an opportunity, Jerry, to really live out your faith daily. Talk to us about how, how you live out your faith with your people and with your subs. Because, you know, your, your business isn't just your people. You're dealing with subcontractors as well.
2: Yeah, and that's really interesting because I look back at, you know, my, da- my dad passed last year. In fact, mm. both of our parents, my parents and Carol's mom, all within six months. Wow. And it gives you a chance to reflect. And my dad taught me, he said, Jerry, the only thing you'll ever own is your integrity and keep working on it. And my dad... Uh, amazing story and uh, for another day in time what he overcame what my mom overcame but I just decided that I moved around a lot I didn't have a lot of friendships so I figured I wanted to be more I'm a relational individual that's more important so we built that and basically I had some rough challenges it's like my insecurities would pop up when I didn't want them to and it was early in the business and my dad came up to me says son you know I love you I said yes dad he goes. If you don't lighten up, I'm not even going to work for you. I was turning over people. And it was one of those, you know, how did God get into this? I realized, wait, I have to lay out clear expectations. I have to train the people and build a team. And that really helped. Mm-hmm. And my, my mantra became at that point with everybody, our employees and our hunters of trade contractors, how can I help you succeed and what obstacles are in your way? Yeah, and that, was, that worked for us. It was always people before profits, Jim. Mm, that's beautiful.
1: You know, it has to be refreshing for the subs, especially to have someone approach them that way. That How can I help you succeed? Not what can you do for me? You know, yeah. as the first, I'm sure they're used to just being taken from, but you filling them up in that way, such a great example. So I am sure over these years, even Even aside from the economy, things in your business have had success and failures. Can you, maybe Carol, can you share a story of something that a notable time when you saw God show up in a way that maybe surprised you in the midst of a hardship and a victory?
3: It probably all revolves around people. (laughs) (laughs) And you figure they're they're your greatest asset, but I feel like that's very much relational rather than transactional. But it's also like we depend on our people to do all that we do. It's like Mm -hmm. we can't do what we do, just us two. But I think one thing that we learned early is sometimes, I mean, you make the best choice you can when you're interviewing people and getting to know them. But it's based on very limited amount of time spent with them. And I think in the early years, we would try so hard to make it work when it didn't seem like it was. But we were trying harder than the employee was. And so over time, I think we got to a point where we knew when it was time to just let it go. You know, as Jerry would say, you know, help them to their future. Free but their future, like- <laughs> people. Let's free their future. Yeah. And usually it's the, the other employees who say, wow, we were wondering what took so long. But mm. it's like, I think with experience too, when you realize that, you know, and that's the Lord's leading too, to know if it's not working out, to just go ahead and part ways sooner than later, because it's hurting everybody in the process. Right. But I think of also people being so important. Um, we, in 2015, we got two of the largest projects we'd, we'd ever had. And I feel like, every, like Jerry was saying, building blocks. It's like everything we'd learned and developed and grown through the years was a building block to this point in time. But the first thing we did is we went to our trade owners and just sat down with them to find out what's your capacity, what's your commitment. You know, we're taking on something larger than we've ever done before, but we can't do it without everyone. But to know what's your commitment. And they said, you know what? You have you have been there for us through the hard times. But they said, we're going to be there for you. Whatever you need, we'll set aside whatever we need to, that this is our priority. Wow. But I feel like it's that that way of working right. together or working through things together. And there's always there's always tough things that you encounter, but how are you going to work through it that you're not you're not blaming, but you're figuring out the solution and moving forward with it, or how can you plan ahead so that you don't face some of the situations, too.
0: Jerry, did you ever imagine all your years at Desert Star Construction that you'd be where you're at today and that you've seen the hand of God in the
2: intimate details of your business? Did you ever expect that? Not to the level. Not to the level. When I started, my first 20 years, and this is probably embarrassing, I'm glad we improved, but our average income for 20 years was $17,000 a year. I really don't know how we made it. And there was just a lot of hardship in there. And I think what it was for me, it's like, God took that that resilience and that commitment not to quit. And the majority of our clients are the wealthiest in the world, their they're household names, and everybody listening to your podcast uses their products. If they have a cell phone, if they have a computer, If they shop at the largest retailer in the world or the largest automobile company. And I'm a guy who grew up in a trailer, who was beat up and bullied. So this is all God, because I couldn't do it on my own. And I believe that it's Christ's confidence. It's not Jerry's confidence. And uh, if we have time, I'll tell you a few of the things that really were watershed. Well,
0: Give us some some bullet
2: points. Give us some bullet points. And then we're going to take a break. Okay. Well, you said something about failures. I put on my notes, it's like, there's too many to list. So (laughs) big picture, don't ever do a personal guarantee. That's a story under itself. That's biblical as well. Yes, I know. Well, I was uh, personal greed and uh, lack of due diligence. But anyway, I think what it was, Jim, it came and it was a turning point. These were watershed events for us that we stopped setting income goals and started creating giving goals. And it was so much more motivating to do the work. And the big one, I stopped asking God to bless what I was doing and started saying, God, what do you want me to do? And that changed yeah. everything. Right. The biggest projects in the country, and it's phenomenal. So God has really blessed us. It's been a phenomenal journey. And I, I truly believe, with God's help, the best is yet to come. And we're going to hear more about that best that's yet to come.
0: Let's talk about Glorious Reflections we come back after the break. Hang on for a minute. Want to build a profitable side hustle that impacts people with truth and healing in themselves and in their leadership? Then look at becoming a certified leadership coach with Giant. Giant has been in the leadership space for over 13 years and has over 500 coaches in over 127 countries. Their coaches are being hired by Fortune 500 companies and organizations like I work for him. Martha and I took the Giant Sherpa training under one of these great coaches to become leaders worth following. Giant gives you everything you need to start your own coaching business from scratch, like hands-on training from top-level coaches, access to an all-in-one online platform to run your entire coaching business, and you get to join a thriving community of coaches around the world. To get started, Giant is hosting a coaching business workshop to help you learn how to build a successful coaching business. This workshop is 100% free, and you can reserve your spot by going to giant.tv forward slash iWorkForHim. If you're ready to impact people and get paid to do it, go to giant.tv forward slash iWorkForHim. That's giant.tv forward slash iWorkForHim. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him as we talk with Jerry and Carol Meek from Desert Star Construction. You can find out more about them online if you want to type that one in Desert Star Construction or online about Jerry and Carol at jerryrmeek.com.
2: All right, Jerry, you've written three books. What mm-hmm. are they about? The first one was uh, lots of pictures and not a lot of words. It was the team builder toolbox. Uh, People want to know, how did I build my team? And I realized there was a need out there. And it's a story about that. Be great was a message that a friend of mine spoke on. And I had wished I had information like that about what true greatness is. He was speaking it at a high school college uh, graduation. And I got his permissions to seal the title. And I did that. And then my most recent book, Leadership on the Level, it's really about building your team, Jim. It's how Jesus found the disciples, how how he called them. He got a team that went up the mountain, and, and then he acknowledged and empowered them, and then he trained them. And that's based on the Beatitudes and some personal stories in there as well.
1: You know, I'm just thinking that you're just not much of an overachiever or anything there, you guys. You have a lot going on in your world, and yet that's not it. Your latest adventure is called Glorious Reflections. Tell us what that's all about.
2: For me, (laughs) it's a platform to be able to invest what we've learned and lived into other people. So many business people and some believers and some to-be believers, um, they... They're focusing on the what and not the why, and they're, and it's who are they reflecting? And I feel like the Lord gives us everything we need to reflect in terms of kindness, humility, generosity, diligence, integrity, and that's what that's all about. And when you invest in people? You like when you make an investment in your four hundred one k? You follow up on it. Some people want to give away what they've learned. I want to invest it into people. Mm. So if somebody wants to take. The
0: Glorious Reflections Challenge, what do they do?
2: It's pretty simple. Text CHALLENGE to 55444. That's CHALLENGE to 55444.
0: And what are they? what's going to happen?
2: Is there a phone going to all of a sudden? A very nice introduction letter, but every day um, for 21 business days, no weekend, um, just give people a break, but they're going to get it. They're going to get a little personal journal. and It's more than a devotional. I don't like to just say, let's create priorities. They don't give you steps how to prioritize your life. And it's questions about how am I reflecting God in this area? And the feedback we've gotten from people that have gone through it already is very encouraging. That, hey, I didn't know I should stop and pray before my day. Or I realized that I was pleasing everybody else and not my wife. And it's just been really helpful. But it's, it's simple. I'm a business guy. I value time, so it's got to be worth your time.
1: Awesome. Okay. So the number we'll have it all in the show notes. But five five four four four. Text the word challenge, and you will be signed up to be a part of that twenty one business days. I love that idea. So, Carol that actually
0: kind of drives me crazy. That means you could have like you can have four full <laughs> weeks and then one extra day. And I just that's like, okay. Think, you yeah. Jump, yeah. why not twenty five?
1: Yeah, Is but you, yeah, you don't start wait till Monday. Friday,
0: <laughs> okay, start it off. There Friday. you okay. go. There Friday. you go. So okay. if you're
1: listening to this podcast, it released on a Friday. Start it today. Yeah, then it'll start on have a Friday. Okay, more, good. There you go. See It's I a beautiful thing. All right,
0: Carol, help help me Here, out. Oh, let's finish. what? Yeah. Yeah, let's finish this up. Uh, there's a lot of spouses out there that are the unsung heroes in Christian small businesses across the country. Speak some encouragement out there to those spouses that help their spouses look good each and every day and keep the business running.
3: Okay. I think the biggest thing is encourage them. It's like, I don't think you can ever encourage your spouse enough and they're not normally going to get it from anybody else because everybody else is looking for what they need from them. I think that it's been really important to plan our personal time because otherwise your business can just consume everything you do. You've got to draw some healthy boundaries too. I know that he enjoyed if I would plan a weekend away or sometimes it would just be a matter on a Sunday afternoon, shut off your phone and computer for two hours and just not worry about it because when you're kind of on call 24 seven with things. Um, but when we would plan some time away and a lot of times it needed to be away because as long as you're here, there's always stuff that needs to be done or people can get a hold of you. But I think you really need that time away to just refresh your perspective. Sometimes it's just to sleep because you're exhausted, but you just need that. We needed that one-on-one time, just us as a couple and not as a business. Yeah, and I think sure. that that was really healthy. I think it's just so important to be respectful of each other and realize that people are always watching every, everything you do, every reaction, every word you speak but to know that's so much a part of your faith and your testimony and what you do. that it's also teaching people how to respond to difficult situations and how to always be respectful of people all around you.
2: Jim, I'd like to piggyback that with two things. One, I think in a marriage, you have to be 100% behind your spouse's success. And to the businessmen out there, you need to make sure you're treating your wife better than your best customer.
0: Mm. Mm, Powerful. In fact, some guy wrote a book. Treat me like your customer. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's a very famous author. I wish I could think of it right off the top of my head. You'd actually recognize the name, but treat me like a customer, Martha. Any Super. final questions?
1: You know, I just think this is such a great, valuable conversation for so many people that are in a position. Maybe even now they've created a, a you know a family business and they've never thought about some of these things that go with the um, the 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 responsibility as leading the organization. So I just pray that this is really meeting the needs of those that are listening today. Thank you for sharing from your own lives and your own experience. We know that it didn't all come overnight. You've learned this. It's been a process and we continue to learn together. So thank you so much for that.
0: I reference to that book, Lewis Upkins Jr. Jerry Carroll Meek with Desert Star Construction I found online at jerryrmeek.com. Thank you so much for being on iWork for
2: him today. Thank you. It was our pleasure. Thank
0: you. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately,
1: I, I work, work for Him. Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field. But for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works for Him, and I Retire for Him, by going to iWorkforhim.com slash bookstore.